All right, guys, check this out. In the series, Kamisha Reviews Reality TV Conversations, we have Devin Walker from The Challenge, and it is a good interview. Make sure you sit back and chill. It's about a, a 40-something minutes long. It's good. <laughs> I seriously enjoyed it. That man's brain is everything. So sit back and relax and enjoy. Uh, make sure you download. Check me out on Apple and Spotify. Enjoy yourself. And thank you again for coming through with Commission Reviews, the queen of reality TV. Hey, King. Hey, how are you? I am awesome. The question should be, how are you? I'm feeling excellent. Thank you for having me. Yes, just very happy to have you. I wasn't sure if we were doing video or not, so I'm all set up over here, but we're just going audio? Yeah, it's just audio. If I had known that video, but um, I just did. I'm trying to do this uh, more on my my podcast podcast. I usually do stuff on video, but uh, it's the podcast. You got it. Uh, Well, sounds perfect. Then I am. uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to get into it. I think everybody get confused. They think podcast is everything. I should start being more clarified. Podcast is YouTube. It's so many things. But I appreciate you coming on uh, anyway. I know you're really, really busy. Um, but I wanted to start out, get, go ahead and get started and ask you um, about your past. Now, you came from Are You The One. It seems like to me that the dating shows are bringing the beast, I feel like. Like the third person I talked to that came from Are You The One or Love Island. So what do you think about that as far as the originals or people coming from these other shows? You almost forget y'all was on the show. No shade. But I'm just saying. Yeah, it's um it's a, it, it's kind of hit or miss, right? Because you do get for for every beast that there is, right? There's an absolute dud. Um we can we can reference, you know, some of the other are you the one players, Nate, Brandon, um it, they just weren't really cut out for the challenge, right? So it's like it is is—it is kind of trial and error. Um, my particular season and Tori's season brought some heat. Uh, from season three, you had, or still have, I guess, myself, Nelson. Uh, we had Brittany, Hunter, Cheyenne. Chuck did a season. They should bring him back. He would be excellent. He got put in a shit situation. Um, but I guess what is it about dating show participants that make them good challengers? Yes. I, I think from coming from our coming from our show, like our ability to work together, are you the one forced you to do that? Because if if you didn't you're only as strong as your weakest link. If you didn't all get on the same page, you were kind of fucked. Um so you learn early about strategy. And I think I would say that that Love Island is similar in but in a sense of of uh I don't want to say manipulation, but that's kind of what it is. It's like if you're bit. not with somebody on that show, you you get voted out. So you have to be with somebody and you have to make it look genuine. And a big part of the challenge, unfortunately, for a lot of people is making fake friendships look genuine. And that is something that dating shows teach you how to do. So that you can stay relevant, get camera time on on the show. This has never been my strategy. I don't really care to do that style, but I know a lot of people that have. So that may be one of the things that makes a good challenger. But also, typically, you're getting very physically fit people for dating shows. Mm. Uh, so we we haven't seen a ton of 
I mean, I, I can't reference a single dating show where the guys outside of me don't have minimum four abs and are probably, you know, lifetime athletes. So uh, the real world, I think, was a little bit more of a melting pot of just like all different genres of people. For the most part, on these dating shows that we're seeing, we're seeing big, strong guys and very fit Instagram model-esque girls. And people think it's easy to have that job. I know a lot of them. It's fucking difficult. They're in the gym three, four hours a day to look the way that they do. And so what comes with looking that way is that you're also very fucking strong. Um, So those two things, learning to manipulate and then also just being like a natural athlete or someone that's naturally in the gym uh, and that's why you got casted in the first place. So those two two things paired together are, you know, half of what it takes to be a very good challenger. That makes absolutely. You're very smart, Devin. We already know that already. We know you are a a, a genius, a little bit of an evil genius. I want to say a little bit, <laughs> but <clears throat> I mean, I'm just being real. So that though, for you, when you made that statement, you said they have three, you know, three abs, all these things or whatever. You know, you are really you are completely different from that. How did you come in? Because you kind of changed the game. In the beginning, even as a, even as a you know, when I was younger and before I became a blogger, you had certain characteristics that you would have to be in these types of shows. But I thought that you came in, it was more of a bigger brain than it was the bronze. Mm. So how did you do that? Because you changed it. People were coming in like that after the fact. They weren't doing that before that. Find me and receive where they were. I want to know. Because I did not say before you. Yeah, I would say, and I've actually gotten this comparison a couple times. Um, I I've been just from and from this person's friends. I don't want to uh, overstep my ba- any boundaries here because unfortunately this person passed away. But I got big night uh, comparisons early on from a like more strategic and less, I guess, full on physically gifted. Uh, mentality so he would be one that I would reference kind of before that didn't fit like the super jock mold that most of the other guys did but still was able to have success and be entertaining Um, I never watched the show before I was on it so I didn't I didn't understand the reference until I went back and looked at it RIP uh, tonight by the way absolute legend Uh, people have nothing but good things to say about him so um, that's probably where the casting in that area came from, I would imagine is, is someone that likes, likes to get the party started, thinks outside the box and has to use um, different strategies and like leverage in the game because they may not be so physically gifted. Uh, I I don't know though that I, and I made a tweet or a, a Instagram post about this the other day in comparison to the people that are on this show, I'm lower half uh, of like strength and endurance. But what people oftentimes don't recognize is strength and endurance is very important if you're using it correctly. Mm. Um, If you're not using it right, if if you're doing the wrong thing, but you're strong and fast, you're still doing the wrong thing. It's like the most important thing is to do it the right way. And that requires critical thinking under pressure, which a lot of people don't have. So I would make the argument that pound for pound, I'm one of the best to do it right now and arguably all time because of what I get out of my ability. Um, If you put my brain in a lot of other people's bodies, 
they're multi-time champions. Oh yes, hundred percent. So it's like which which would you rather have the 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 ability to potentially um, you know increase your physicality and in your endurance and strength, or you're kind of stuck with the brain you have. I mean, you can do puzzles, you can listen to science podcasts and check you know prep yourself for things like trivia, but really what it comes down to is your body is going to and your mind is going to hit its default setting when you're exhausted, when your back's against the wall, when you're in the middle of a competition and people are starting to cross the finish line and you can't come in last. That's just when it, you go into your default mode. And yeah. I would I would argue that my default mode is just so much more efficient than than most players that have played this game. There's other guys that have it all, like CT's got it all. Um, yeah. That's somebody who's who's physically imposing, who thinks long term in the game and also has short term under pressure critical thinking. He's the whole package. Um, that is incredibly rare. Usually, what we see is somebody that is is very good at a couple things and and really bad, to be honest, at most everything else. Yeah. That's typically not going to get it done. So I've always kind of just prided myself in general on being well-rounded not the biggest not the fastest not the strongest honestly not even the smartest but i'm like a seven across the board uh and a lot of people are like tens and then twos so i'll take that i'll take that 70 average i i would say more from watching it for so long and even before you are you i'm look i'm older so i'm just saying i've been watching for a long time you and wes you guys do mm. things differently but the brain power and utilizing, you know, at certain places of jobs, you'll say, <clears throat> I don't have many people to work this, but this person got it all done because you put the right people in the right place. That's right. How I think about it when I think of you, when I think of Wes, you do things strategically. You may not have the strength and the brawn as you stated, but you'll do things where it puts you in the right place at the right time. You position yourself. And so to me, I don't think everyone does that. I think that's a skill you need to have. It's not just about the brawn. I know that Yes, I feel like you should be in somewhat, I ain't going to say be perfect shape. If I had to do that, look, I would just walk in some running and then I would leave it at that. And hopefully that my social game and my brain would take me the rest because that, that bronze stuff and challenge is extremely difficult. So with that being said, you not being the bronze, how do you get those challenges? They look extremely hard. Like, this ain't no big brother stuff. Yeah, this is what I, I got a little sidetracked there in the last uh, question and answer, but I'll I'll go back and and reference the same uh, post that I had made on on Instagram. So in comparison to these guys, I am middle of the pack at best. In comparison to a regular person, I'm top ninety percentile on planet Earth. Like I run a six twenty five mile if I'm if I'm Damn. pushing myself. I'm bench pressing two hundred and twenty five pounds six seven eight times sometimes deadlifting mid threes to high threes. Like I'm strong as fuck for a normal person that drinks beers five days a week. Like it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's <laughs> in, com in comparison to Nelson, right. Or right. to CT um, <laughs> or even to bananas, which I saw or like Darrell, right. Or Jordan with endurance. Like I'm not, but these are top. Like when you look at, the guys that are competing in this Fessy, another one. I've felt his strength. People don't recognize how strong he is. He's 
fucking ridiculously strong. Mm. So like in comparison to these guys, it's more difficult for me and that shows. But if you put me out with just like you just grab, you know, 20 random 33 year olds off the street, I am blowing 90% of them out of the water in everything that we do. And they don't create the games, especially like in a season like we're watching where it's co-ed. No shade to the ladies, but obviously just from a genetic standpoint, most times males are going to be a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, right? So in a co-ed game, they're making the games so that both, both sides, males and females, can compete at the same time. So in those situations, I definitely have an advantage because the physicality of the game is toned down a little bit um, from what it would be if it was like a guy's heat and a girl's heat, because we're competing again at the same time with the girls. Okay. So I can really, you know, get ahead of the game in that sense, because I can, it's all about strategy and, and who your partner is in that circumstance. Right. And so when I've got someone like Tori, I'm, I'm very confident in our ability because she is outstanding and well-rounded in every aspect of the game. So as long as I can move as fast as she can, then, uh, then we're good because she's going to be one of the fastest girls. Um, But they're mainly what I do is like, I train for events that I know that we're going to have to do. If you ever watch a heights over water, you will, if you ever watch heights in general, I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm not shook at all. If you ever watch anything balance related, I'm not shook. If there's ever any slow endurance, I'm not shook. If it's man on man, I'm not shook. It's like there's very few things that that come my way that I get concerned about. And this is because I'm being totally honest. I train for the events that we're going to have. So like when I'm in the gym, I'm not listening to music. When I'm in the gym, I'm listening to math or science podcasts and I'm training and I'm like think critically thinking in that moment. So when we get into a, a, a relay race where we have to swim and then solve a puzzle and then run and then solve a puzzle or whatever, my mind is already conditioned to like, again, critically thinking when my heart rate is elevated because I'm doing that. I'm training for that. A lot of people only train for the things that they're good at. So because that's what they like to do, you'll never be good if you do that. Like you have to train for the things that you're weaker at. You think I like running? I fucking hate running. It sucks. Every time I I run, I say this sucks. I hate it. Uh, But right now I'm running a 5k in just under 2330. So I'm, I'm moving quick. That's a, that's a sub seven or that's a sub eight minute mile for 3.1 miles. That's pretty good for a six, one, 200 pound 33 year old drunk for lack of a better term. So um, that's my ability to put myself in positions that are uncomfortable in the real world and in training. That's what I think has given me the, the slight success that I've had on the challenge. And again, like six seasons, two finals, two bronze, that's not where I want to be right? That's, that's a good stepping stone, but that's also not where I want to be. So like my journey on the challenge is far from over because I feel like I just figured out how to train appropriately. Because you didn't know how to do it in the beginning. I didn't even know what the show was when they first asked me to do it. I said, where do you want me to go? What are we doing? 
I got there, I, the everyone on the plane thought that I was a PA. Oh, Wes, wow. was, Wes was calling me Paul. He's like, hey, Paul, can you get me like a water? I'm like, bro, I'm on the show. I'm not the fucking PA, you jerk off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was, I had no idea what I was signing up for. And then after the first one, immediately got eliminated um, in, I, remember. I think it, I think it was Dirty 30, uh, lost right away. Um, so that, that was like another, maybe there was, yeah, no, that was my second, that was my second challenge was dirty 30. So when I played, when I started on vendettas, that's when I got a little bit of an idea of how to, how to maneuver and how to play the game. Then we go into final reckoning immediately, uh, get DQ'd three seasons off, come back in Iceland out of shape, played well, but not really well spies lies and allies was the first season that anyone saw me train at least a little bit and also shut the fuck up because that was also my biggest issue you can train all you want if you don't know how to shut the fuck up you're never gonna win you never got into like a fight fight and you used to talk a lot of shit i mean i I still do i I, I do too as well the blogger I'm, i'm known for that so <laughs> that's why I was like, that's my boy right there. But you talk a lot of shit. You never actually got in a physical fight. I have to commend you on that because it's been so many times I was like, I was talking about how to kick this ass or anything. And he hadn't got, you've gotten close, but, but yeah. nothing, nothing actually ever happened. How did you get out of that? Um, so this will be, someone can, someone can, can take this audio and blast it to all my fellow challengers. I don't care what they say in the back of their mind. They're thinking to themselves, this is a lose-lose. Because this crafty fucking kid, if he's so confident in fighting me, he he might win. And if I get beat up by Devin, I will never hear the end of it. If I beat him up, it, okay, everyone is expecting this. It's a lose-lose, right? right? So in their mind, I know, I know this for sure. When someone looks me dead in my eyes in a physical altercation, and again, I'm not shook at all. I don't care how big you are or strong you are. There's a select number of people that I will would not fight from these shows because I just would have no chance. But most of the time, I mean, I grew up with three older brothers. I've been in a lot of fights, physical fights. It's yeah. I, I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. And so when you really look at someone and they're not worried about it, you do start to think twice. And people, maybe no one would ever admit this, but I think most of them are looking at it like, because I'm also this way out of the show. Like when I see people and there's no cameras at the reunion, if I had a problem with somebody and multiple people can speak to this and attest to this, I'll go right up to them and be like, was that for TV or do we actually have a problem? Because if we actually have a problem, we can we can handle it whatever way you want to handle it. Right. I, I'm not I'm not like I don't shy away. Now I'm 33 years old. I'm a grown man. It's not a good look to fight somebody. Right. It's like that's yeah. what you what are you a little kid? Mm-hmm. Um, but for a long time, that's how I handled it. Was just like okay, if there's a problem, we can deal with it. And just the confidence of somebody that's willing to address it like that when there's no security around. Again, whether people like to admit it or not, and no one can call me out on this ever. I'm not being this way because I've been this way my entire life. That's scary to people because they don't know like what's going on. They're, they're confused. Um, so I don't think it's much of me avoiding it as 
people get loud and they talk and they talk and they talk. But when someone's actually like, okay, well, what's the next step? Most 80% of the time that that other person doesn't want to take the next step. 80% of the time. That's why I say how strategic that you move. Cause even when you're like getting upset with somebody, it's like you, you'll get loud in your younger days. You just got really loud, whatever. But now when you get loud, it's the same tone. I don't think anyone pays attention to it. Like you're getting loud, but your tone is pretty much the same. It's like, I don't give a shit. Like what, you know, it's like you, and, and you, <laughs> it's everything. I love it. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's also funny to talk shit. Like, I feel like is. I'm being a little serious right now, but like, honestly, I just think it's funny to get people riled up. And, and I know, I'm not going to lie. I know we can't fight. Like, we're not going to fight. It's so stupid when people are like, we're going to fight. I'm like, you might try to fight. I'm not fucking fighting. There's a million dollars in the line. The one rule is you can't fight. Thanks. So like, I'm just going to say stupid shit to you until you get mad. Right. So, so far in the game, you kind of been, um, you really haven't been doing nothing. You've been kind of chilling. You and you and Tori. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's not going to stay just like that. Uh, I just know as long as I can help it, it will. <laughs> well, it, well, okay. Well, I get that as well. Tori, I don't know. Because Tori's a spitfire as well. But I think you guys, <laughs> as a partnership, it's going to be, I can't wait to see the rest because you are, you know, you all are a trip. You As far as your friendship outside of it. Um, just the way y'all talk shit to each other. It's it's pretty cool to watch. I, I like the dynamic and the journey y'all have been on. Um, did it take a long time for y'all to get to where y'all are now? Because you could be jealous of the friendship. It's like genuine. I love that. I love it. It's not that not take tables, table stuff. You can tell it's really real. Yeah, that's um, great questions. Um, so if you asked Tori this question, she would say, we, we started off hating each other. Mm. I, I, I see it differently. Um, on our first show, the lost show, as we like to call it, uh, are you the one second chances, right? The end result of that show was that I won with uh, uh, my partner, Rashida, and Tori came in second. We beat Tori and her partner, Morgan. Um, and that was kind of the, I guess, start of our rivalry because all throughout that season, um, me and Tori were on opposite sides of the house and it really wasn't even set up that way. It just happened to go like she had just gotten off. Are you the one? Some of the people from her season didn't like me. And it, for obvious reasons, there's actually some, some of those episodes are hysterical. Like if you want to see vintage me, just not giving off, <laughs> I don't care at all. I am anyone who wants it is getting it. And I'm chirping <laughs> like I've never chirped. Like that is, that's probably peak me getting in people's heads psychologically was on second chances. Mm -hmm. And they were, they, they all just happened to be Tori's friends. It was this kid named Cam, uh, this other kid named Gio. And they were all, they had all just come from the same season. So they kind of formed this, like, we don't really like Devin situation. Um, and, and so from there, of course, I'm just like, okay, a, I don't care at all. And hmm. B, am going to smoke you all. And I did, there was, I think 10 challenges and we won eight of them and then won the whole thing. So it was a blowout. Um, so then we do, we're going to go and do dirty 30, but throughout that, I always did see like, as the, as the season started progressing and some of those people started getting eliminated, I saw how like funny Tori was. Right. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to like her, but I kind of like her. Um, 
And so we get to the end, you know, she comes in second, I come in first, also easier, always easier to squash something when you beat the person, right? Um, Just being honest. So yeah, we're going to go into Dirty 30 together. It's going to be her first season. And so before in the airport, I'm like, hey, listen, whatever happened, like before, let's crumple it up and throw it in the trash can. I don't have a ton of friends in this game. You don't have a ton of friends in this game. Let's work together. So the plan going into Dirty 30 was to work together. We never got the opportunity because I got purged in the first episode. Um, and then we didn't do a show together until Iceland because we we were like ships in the night. Mm. She doesn't do vendettas. We don't overlap on Final Reckoning. And then... Her, like, uh, Total Madness, World of Worlds 1, World of Worlds 2, I wasn't on any of those shows. So the first time we see each other again is in Iceland. Um, And we're on opposite sides of the house again in Iceland. But because of that, I pick her as my partner, right? This is the the time, I don't know what you call it, timeline, timeline. This is the timeline. So while we're partners where we start to get to know each other a little bit more and and we're we we ought always known because we'd hung out outside of the show a few times like this is someone that's cool that's fun that like that this is going to be my friend at some point right it was just a matter of time when it was going to happen organic. so we become organically yeah we become partners we do pretty well right um i end up Cause at this point I'm still salty from them putting me against Wes. So I end up having a hand in putting her against Denisa. Um, and that season plays out the way that it does. So she's, so we're all then her and Josh are going to go on a vacation with Anissa that Anissa had set up. And Josh is like, we're friends at this point. So Josh is like, Hey, you should come. So I text her and I'm like, Hey, I should come on this trip. Josh is, wants me to go. And she's like through the moon. Right. Um, and Anissa is not able to go. So we go, this is the vacation Alliance, the long winded version of the vacation Alliance that truly started the friendship that we see now, because after we go on vacation, uh, I meet all her friends. We have a great time. And then like, she's having a birthday party. I go to her birthday party. We start kind of talking outside of the show because she's going through a breakup with Jordan. I've got my own things that are happening. So we were just very like platonically there for each other in some uh, like read between the lines moments where it's like, hey, I'm just got to like, I'm kind of seeing what you're putting out there in the world and I want to make sure like you're good. So going into Spies, Lies and Allies, we'd already built like a genuine friendship and trust, you know, with each other over the last pretty much two years. So when we get into that game and we start playing the game together, end up on the same team, that's when it it really like went to the next level. Um, And obviously you see our beef when she's on a different team and kind of comes at us and whatever. So we've had those ups and downs from the beginning, starting off on opposite sides. That's why I say from enemies to frenemies to friends to ride or dies. Coming into this season, it was a no-brainer. It's like, this is the person that I want to play with. I trust her the most. I know when her back's against the wall, there isn't going to be any uh, like, hesitation. Uh, right. Right? And and that, and a big part for her, and I know I can speak for her, was like, 
when she did what she did in Spies, Lies, and Allies, and for those of you that didn't watch that season, Tori's on a different team. She teams up with – there's three teams. She teams up with a team that isn't ours to beat us and which results in Josh going home. Um, and she had been on our team uh, up, up until – like two days before that you were able to switch teams. Amanda took her place. She was spiteful about that. So she came after us, but, and then in the, in the elimination before the final, she has this fling with Emmanuel and she's giving Emmanuel the answer to the puzzle that I'm solving, right? It's me versus Emmanuel in the final elimination. And I'm thinking this whole time I've played this game with Tori, she's my ride or die even before the season, right? And there's this guy she just, you know, started cuddling with three weeks ago and she's giving him the answers in in an elimination to go to the final against me. I remember this. Oh my God. Right. So I immediately, I had an opportunity in that moment to, to, to go two different ways. And I think a huge turning point in our friendship and not to pat myself on the back here, but I just understand her on a different level. So when people are like, that's so fucked up. Why would you, why was she helping, you know, Emmanuel to, to beat you? I know how like torn she was in that moment uh, because Tori like falls fast and hard in love. I don't think so much anymore, but at that point, like that's, she just like, she's all in when she's in. Right. So it was at the reunion. I think they tried to make it, a bigger deal in the cast tried to make it a bigger deal. And I just stayed strong in the sense that like, this is exactly what everybody wants. Nobody wants two well-rounded competitors from the opposite sex to walk that aren't dating. So there's no, like, it's never going to get dramatic. That's everybody's worst fucking nightmare. Like two actually good competitors that are genuine friends is everyone's worst nightmare. So even though she had made a mistake, which she apologized for, like if you apologize to me and I believe you that you're not going to do it again, I accept the apology, bury it and move on. That's just the kind of person that I am. I fuck up all the time. So if people held me to everything that I did, I would have no fucking friends at all. Um, (laughs) So I have to return that favor, but mainly it was watching everybody. And I realized how dangerous we could be when I was watching everybody root for our demise. That was when I was like, the light bulb went off and I was like, oh, fuck, this is bigger than them trying to act like they have my back. This is if these two get together, we've seen it with like Fessy and Casey. If two platonic people from the opposite sex, they can play both sides of the house differently, are each other's number one. That's fucking dangerous. And that is what people didn't want to happen. And coming into Ride or Dies, I recognize that. And we both had options to pick other people, obviously. And we said, no, fuck that. Dave and Dave, light it up. So that is the very long-winded, convoluted origin nah, story. Beautiful. beautiful. Dave and Dave. That's, that's beautiful. And the way you ended was awesome as well. No, no, that was everything. Um, get into the Ride or Die, where we are now. Uh, you have a beautiful history, by the way. And thank you. Yes, I I really make it important to make sure my questions are not the same as everyone else's. I... I'm a very unique blogger. You get to know me. Um, The ride or dies. Do we feel, I say we like, like I'm we with y'all. How how do you feel about the fact that the rookies 
are coming in so powerful this season. They come in kind of powerful every season, but I feel like this season is hit different. I don't know why. Mm. Um, are, the, are the vets not concerned at all that if they don't win one, for those who haven't won, that if they don't get it together, the rookies are going to start just taking over and they're going to become the vets? I mean, this is like kind of chatter going around. You want to know what? Fuck the rookies. Fuck the rookies. I said it. Uh, you know how many times I went into elimination my rookie season? Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. Seven in a row and eight total. Didn't actually have to do any of them but one because we kept pulling white skulls. But the nature of the beast of this show is if you're a rookie, it's not like, oh, we went in once. We're okay now. No. You went in and you, you went in and you won. Congratulations. You won an opportunity to go win again. That's how it's always been. Mm-hmm. That's how it's always going to be. And all these in the rookies from this season that are lucky enough to come back, guess exactly what the fuck they're going to do. They're going to do the same thing. <laughs> this is how like <laughs> this is how things work. It's not all of a sudden that these these rookies are going to turn so righteous and they're going to be like, oh, no, we can't, you know, do this because we didn't like when it was done to us. No, seniority is a real thing, right? Relationships built in this game are a real thing. Common uh, experience is a real thing. You bond with people when you go through stressful environments like this. There's a reason why we vote for people we don't know. And it's because they haven't earned us not getting a vote. I haven't seen one of these people eat a full dick yet. I haven't seen one of them eat a tongue. I haven't seen one of them eat an intestine. I haven't seen one of them throw up from exhaustion. They've had it pretty easy to be fair. And we're not even being mean to them. We're just, we're just putting them into the draw. And I say we is it's because it's like when I, when my friends win and they come and ask me every single time, I'm like, we'll just put the fucking rookies in. We'll deal with the rest of them when we, when we, you know, get the numbers down. But what we can't have happen is them band together and try to take us out, which is what uh, Turbo tried to do, which is why uh, I don't know if people are picking up on this or not, but like I wasn't a big Kim and Colleen fan. I think they're nice people, but in the game, I didn't really like them. And I wasn't really, I'm, I'm, I'm not like aligning myself in the game with any rookie rookie teams or really even rookie veteran teams where the rookie has a super strong voice. That is obvious. That is obvious. Yeah. That's just not, I'm like not really interested in doing that for all the reasons that I just mentioned. Um, But turbo tried to be their fearless leader and rally the rookies. (laughs) Not the fearless leader. Yeah. he, He, I mean, that's what he tried to do. And there was some big, uh, kind of confrontations between myself and turbo bananas and turbo um that didn't make the episode and i'm not ever one to be like they should have showed this or showed that i totally understand why the show's constructed the way that it is they were relatively pointless um but they did happen and when and when they did happen i realized very quickly oh he's completely manipulated all these rookies into thinking that he's the one that's going to lead them to the promised land so the inner workings of what's happening right now and why we saw the move Tommy and Annalise made and in some of the backlash that they've gotten for the decision they made um, to save Kim and Colleen is that's all connected to this weird alliance that Turbo was trying to form 
And again, when their fearless leader got fucking dominated by the entire house and sent home, they all started to scatter. And that's what you're watching over the last few episodes is inevitably. I tried to be this person that gets all the rookies together. I tried in my first season. I went up to Dario. I went to Nate. I went to Christina. I I tried to explain to them, listen, we're going to get picked off one by one if we don't band together. And what vets are very good at doing is is divide and conquer, right? So like, okay, I'm going to make this strong relationship with this one rookie and bring them into my group. You get that rookie and you bring them into your group. And you get that rookie and you bring them into, into your group. Right. And so they all have this false sense of security that one of these groups of vets is going to take care of them. But the truth is that when it comes down to it, you're going to be lowest on the totem pole. Mm. And it happens every single season. In every single season, they are not either smart enough or care enough to band together and actually try to stage a fight because that would ensure. That, so, that some of them are going to lose. And in their minds, they think if we split up, I have the best chance of survival because they'll start going after the other ones first. And if I can just kick the can down the road, survive in advance, keep my head above water, then maybe I can win a timely you know, elimination or a timely challenge, get some power and, and utilize that. Um, it works for some people. It, it doesn't work for 85% of them. But no, I'm not afraid of the rookies ever. Because they've gotten, they've had the numbers the last two seasons in a row. True. The last two seasons in a row, if they wanted to, if they wanted to, they could have ran the show. And it was quite the opposite. I mean, in Spies, Lies, and Allies, we had them nominating themselves. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and it, we're not too far behind that in this situation. It's just that because teams started coming in late, that also gave – kind of an excuse for winning teams to be like, Hey, listen, man, you just got here. So like, let me save one of these rookie teams that I think, you know, might be able to, to throw some votes in my direction when I need them. Uh, Because let's be honest, Darrell and Veronica walked in and we were all thinking to ourselves, perfect. Cause we had just watched like Jordan and Anissa and Nani and bananas come in. And then we were like, you know, who are they going to bring in? Like, you know, Tony and Nicole, like some other powerhouse. And no offense to Darrell and Veronica. I think they're good competitors. In my opinion, they're not on the same level as those other two teams that came in. Um, Darrell's a, a legend in this game. Hasn't done a ton in in recent seasons. Um, Veronica hasn't done a ton in recent seasons. So the two of them together, I'm just speaking for myself. When I watched them walk in, I thought immediately what they inevitably deduced which is this is going to be a tough tough road for them because they're coming in late and they don't have like a uh imposing threat of winning daily challenges in my mind everybody said that right being just being honest uh Devin, uh you winning an actual entire challenge what are your thoughts on that just i think i got as good a chance as anybody um I, I think I've put myself in a position where uh, my chances keep getting better as opposed to worse. A lot of people's chances keep getting worse. I have managed to 
um, let me knock on wood here, not have any children, uh, which is a big, you know, uh, I guess hurdle for a lot of people, like having a family that you need to leave, especially because the shows are three months of filming now. That makes sense. That's a huge commitment um, to be able to do that. So I'm hoping that, you know, taking it a little bit more seriously, training, trying to be more well-rounded um, and, and also just like the relationships that I've built in the, in the promises that I've kept throughout the seasons will eventually line up and, and, you know, give me a, a continue to give me a better chance at winning. But this show is so difficult. Like, again, I've done six seasons. I've gone to the final twice. I felt like I probably should have won one of those. Um, and I came in third. So you never know what's what's going to happen. And and especially, I don't want to, like, do the thing where I'm like, you guys got to keep watching because it gets crazy. Like, there's only there's only so much you can do. I don't want to, like... I don't want to say that it's it's uh, all luck, but there's a there is a there's a portion, a good portion of this game that is timing and luck. So you can be in a great position. You can be have done everything right. And, you know, one daily doesn't go your way or one person stabs you in the back or you get one elimination that you're not, um, you know, cut out for. Or like we saw with Tommy and Annalise, where he just physically couldn't lift the thing Th- that happens all the time. So not only do you have to be prepared mentally, physically, emotionally, um, you have to get lucky. So I'm hoping to win one eventually, but, uh, you know, only only time will tell, I guess. Well, I want to say I appreciate you coming through and checking out this small blogger who probably has the same attitude and sounds like same brain. I use all my brain parts. People don't understand that when I say that. I tell them Google it and you understand what I'm saying. So uh, I appreciate you coming through. Uh, this, was, this was everything I enjoy because you're a very astute individual. I love talking to people who have a brain and I enjoy talking to you because you're very smart. You are. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir, for coming through. And uh, you came through my spaces once. I hope you come through once again. I do it every week. Y'all, if you are listening to this, I just had one yesterday after every episode we do an after show. So make sure you guys check it out. Commission reviews. Um, as usual, this is Devin. Can you give me a well, 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 just one time? Just one time. Wait, what is it? What do I do? Well. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. <laughs> this podcast has come to a close. <laughs> hey. All that right, is sir. one of my that is one of my patented lines, isn't it? It is unfortunate. Well, it's good though. You need to go ahead and get that like really like hashtag and everything. You should be using that more often than you do. It should be hashtag. <laughs> I'm very serious. (laughs) That's funny. I appreciate you having me. I had a great time. Thanks a lot. All right. You too. Bye-bye.